When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cardinal Podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. We're live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. It's like Christmas morning, Bo Brock. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, got a lot of juice today, Johnny yeah. Venerable. I mean, you started the day on staycation. And That's over, you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, your your phone was hidden. I didn't, did you did your wife toss it in the river? I, the no canal? one knows where she is. Good luck to her. This is this not is my her. New, your phone. Well, no, this is this is my new family now. <laughs> I, I, I had to put to bed my other family this morning, and now I'm with my PHNX family. That's now right. she's doing well. We're doing well. The show's doing well. By the way, we've got almost a hundred of you in here already. Hit that like button, and Let's yeah, go. I mean, this was the most significant day I think of the entire offseason, save for the draft. Yeah, it was. I mean, as far as continuing to clean house from the previous regime, we continue to see Steve Kime draft pick after draft pick shown the door. Isaiah Simmons, Josh Jones, a lot of respect for those guys. Obviously, we appreciate, you know, what they did as far as the, the, the last three years. But as far as the future, the Arizona Cardinals paving the way. Uh, for a, a newer and better product that's more consistent yeah. on the field and is going to win a lot more football games. And Monty Osford, the name of the game is drafting and developing, stockpiling draft picks, but he's also, he's got an eye, at least in the near future, the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, listen, this this is an easy day for us to sit here and bask and gloat, and, and there'll be some of that, absolutely, but it's also uh, an, an idea of what this, this franchise is trying to do in the short term and the long term. What we have seen from Colt McCoy during the offseason is not good enough. And despite what you may think as a member of the national media, not a fan of this franchise, the Cardinals are going to try to be competitive this year. If they intended on tanking and losing all 17 games, they would have continued on the path with, with Colt McCoy number 12. Colt McCoy's practice this week in Minnesota has been on the verge of disastrous yeah. interceptions, looking overwhelmed. So what did the general manager, Monty Austin, for do? He picked up the phone and he started making some calls. If you think for a second that the acquisition of Joshua Dobbs is simply to back up Colt McCoy, you're not paying attention. They pre they pried away one of Monty Austin Ford's precious draft picks, right? Yeah. His draft picks that they don't throw away now as just gimmies on day three of the draft. This guy takes the draft seriously, unlike Steve Kime. He part ways <laughs> with a fifth-round pick today to go out and get a competent D depending on what you f feel about Joshua Dobbs, he's a competent NFL starting quarterback. He started last year. He's got upside. He's got a bigger arm than Colt McCoy, certainly more mobility. Most importantly, this show is the only show that told you back in March, 
that the Arizona Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon wanted Joshua Dobbs. They tried to sign him for whatever reason. It didn't happen. They regretted it, clearly, and we talked about it on yesterday's show. It was a mistake not to culminate a deal with Joshua Dobbs. They have rectified that mistake today, and it's cost them a fifth-round pick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look for receipts, and we certainly have those. This was just yesterday as, uh, you know, there was it was tough times for the PHNX Cardinals podcast we were at at odds in the quarterback uh competition or lack thereof it was just colt mccoy's qb1 and then of course a distant second not a distant second but yeah a, a second to where i don't think the arizona cardinals wanted to and be detrimental to his development uh Clayton Toon getting out there in the season opener. We, we've outlined how rare that is. This is this is what we were screaming about yesterday, producer Damon. If you would, last year he, Jonathan Gannon was on the other side of the football. We know definitively they were negotiating with Joshua Dobbs, right. and it was not very much money at all. It was close okay. to the vet minimum, and they, they at one point they walked away from that. I'm just, I'm just glad we don't have to yell at each other anymore be over Colt McCoy and your timeshare with him that he can retire now <laughs> in peace and Bo and him can have a vacation with their wives and have a good time. But in all seriousness, yeah. like, I, Colt McCoy, I don't know what the plan is for him. Like, would anybody be surprised if he retired? They're, they're not bringing Joshua Dobbs in. I see somebody in, in the back or in the chat respectfully saying, why are we trading a fifth round quarterback to be a backup? He's not a backup. He's starting for this team. Like Clayton, you think they're cutting Clayton Tune a, a, a pick of Monty? No, no, they're cutting Clayton Tune. No. Kyler Murray will come back at some point. Like if I had guessed today, it's going to be active on game days. Blau, Tune, Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, look at Illadre already hitting it. He didn't even have to put in the super chat. We would have said we would have brought this up, uh, but we really appreciate one ninety nine saying Dobbs actually fits Petsing's system. What is Monty Austin Ford's strength as a general manager? What was his strength in the Tennessee front office was identifying players, not only that that are talented, yeah. but that come in and fit the coaching staff's schemes. Yeah. And that's what Joshua Dobbs does. Monty Austin Ford obviously has uh, experience with, with Joshua Dobbs. He in the Tennessee front office brought him in for two games when Malik Willis couldn't hang at the NFL level. Yeah. They decided to roll with Dobbs. And sure, it didn't work out with him and didn't stop the bleeding. And they ended up with a seven-game losing streak to fall out of the postseason. But Joshua Dobbs went in there. He completed, what, 50-some uh, 50, 50 percent of his passes, yeah. right? Uh, two touchdowns, two rush or two picks. He's mobile. Uh, you think back to his Tennessee volunteer days. Uh, he's literally a rocket scientist as far as his uh, yeah. his his, his uh, training goes. Yeah, but that's what he got his degree. And then in. he he the previous preseason, even to this preseason, he was with Cleveland, and the quarterback coach there in Cleveland was a certain guy named Drew Petzing. So Joshua Dobbs comes in with the skill set that I think fits the system very well. He comes in with experience with the play caller. He comes in with experience under the front office, the general manager, and is struggling Colt McCoy. It's not right now the case where he's QB1, but Joshua Dobbs immediately comes into this in striking distance of quarterback one of the Arizona Cardinals. We have 17 days before the opener. Can Joshua Dobbs get ready in 17 days? I think, yes, he can. Now, is there a reality in which, like, Colt starts week one? I would say there's a small reality that yeah. that still happens, but they're going to do one to two practices with Dobbs and Colt McCoy. It's not going to be close. Like, yeah. jo Joshua Dobbs, I'm not sitting here and saying Joshua Dobbs is some franchise quarterback, but you got to think about, contextualize it from what the Cardinals were prepared to, to start with. Colt McCoy should not be a starting quarterback by any means in today's NFL. He had his foot out the door. 
listen, if somebody's going to pay me $5 million to play in the NFL, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I might not be the right person for that job. I not, may not be competent. Cole McCoy got $5 million from the Cardinals. And he's like, I'll, I'll be your starter. But then you watch him. He has no business starting. And he, I don't think he has a business, frankly, Bo, like being on an active NFL roster right mm -hmm. now. You would rather, as people have seen, like, I guess I'll roll the dice with a fifth rounder out of Houston that shouldn't be starting either, but he's got the upside. The point that I was trying to make over the course of training camp, like what are they, what were they doing to think that Colt McCoy over the course of the last six months is ready to lead this team? And now very much in the tea leaves, and we're going to get to this later, but it's like they're prepared for Kyler Murray to miss six, five, six weeks. Yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be on the pup list. And by no means is it a responsible move by this franchise. And they showed you today. It's not to start Colt McCoy for six weeks. Yeah, uh, Dylan Richards with the 199 Super Chat. I think that answers it right there. Both. Yeah, thank you for your, your Super Chat. Does this say more about K1's return or Colt's play? Absolutely, yeah, it is both. And, you know, to see that there's other, you know, media members saying that it's Colt's job right now, yeah. But Guys. look, the, the, the ice is thin. <laughs> and <laughs> if you've seen him play this offseason in this training camp, I, I just... He's he's going to it's it's like the case with the elder Froholt. The elder Froholt has done a great job in fending off uh, guys that they've brought in, guys with more experience at the position, right? But I I just don't know physically if Colt McCoy can can win this battle. I just don't like. At least you can look at Clayton Toon. You could say, hey, physically, arm strength, everything. Like Clayton Toon, the edge is there, but the experience he lacks. Well, you don't have that case anymore. And now I think we can bury the hatchet as a podcast. I think. I think I can say, hey, you know, I'm sorry you were a little bit wrong there for, for most of the preseason and training camp. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> and we can be united front and say, okay, now in-house there is. That's a, not an apology. The, I don't know what and that now was. Now there is an option in-house that is a legitimate uh, starting option over Colt McCoy. Jalen Blair in the chat, Johnny's friend Gambo. We are friends. We DM regularly. He did block Bo Brock, so I think maybe this is directed toward Bo. Uh, so Dobbs will most likely be the number two to back up. Uh, okay, I, I just you think Austin Ford is trading I mean, as it stands as it stands right now. I'm we're looking forward to the season open. Do you think I mean, Austin Ford's trading a fifth? Like he's trading Isaiah Simmons for you know scraps. He's right. trading a capable starting tackle on Josh Jones for a fifth. Like he went out and got Joshua Dobbs because they fucked up and they're admitting that they fucked up in March. You think that he he would do this the same way if he could do this? No, he would go and sign Joshua Dobbs for free. The, the money that they were negotiating was nothing in the grand scheme of NFL money. It was We said it yesterday. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not I, It was almost the vet minimum. And But you know what? At some point, they said, you know what? Colt McCoy probably went to every meeting, every press conference, was in the building, and was like, I like you guys. Like I, I'm here if, if if you're if you're interested. You know, I'm under contract. And they, pro he probably taught, they probably talked themselves in. They did to Colt McCoy. But at the end of the day, it's like, we can't we can't roll with this. We can't have Colt McCoy out there throwing to our precious right. receivers and Michael Wilson and Rondell Moore. We got to see what we have in these players. Like, again, I get everybody wants to talk about tanking. There's tanking and then there's just the sabotage of young players development. The, the Cardinals are not in the business of that. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to create a culture where you can elevate Paris Johnson Jr. and Trey McBride and company. Colt McCoy's play. Not the person, but his play was a direct deterrent of that. Mm -hmm. You cannot trot out number 12 on Sundays and, and get your players enthused about that. Get the fuck out of here. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it did. It, I did man up and I did bury the hatchet. I, you know, I think I really I hum, I was very humble in my apology to you. 
That was a terrible pot. What no, are you talking I, about? I mean, now we're a unified front, and that, that's what we want. Uh, uh, as far as, you know, I think, I and mean, when you think about Michael Wilson, when you think about Hollywood Brown, when you think about the, the receiving core that I think we're all encouraged by, yeah. uh, or even in the backfield in James Conner and not have, allowing defenses to stack the box and really gear up toward to defend the run. I think that Joshua Dobbs gives that conflict to the defense where I think Colt McCoy, you couldn't necessarily say it. It's like, it's either going to be a run or he's going to check down. It's going to be a screen pass or something underneath where Joshua, Joshua Dobbs position possesses the arm strength to, to throw the ball past the sticks and down the field and a little bit more accurately and a little bit more touch. Not, not a lot more, but then a fifth round rookie in Clayton tuning certainly has the experience. We had some people in the chat saying that the JPA Twitter account going off the grid and basically declaring that the Cardinals are telling people behind closed closed doors that Kyler won't play this year. I have not heard that. I don't think there's any validity to that. The Cardinals are going to like if if you believe the Cardinals are tanking, why would they make this move for Joshua Dobbs today? Like ask yourself that question. I, I get it. People want to fawn all over Isaiah Simmons and Josh Jones, both backups, which you pointed out on Twitter. If they were truly tanking and didn't want to compete while Kyler was absent, you would just play Colt McCoy. You would become unwatchable, right? And then you could say, well, we'll, we'll give the baton to Tune at some point. I, Kyler's going to play this year. Barring something unforeseen, I yeah. still feel confident, Bull Brock, that whenever he's ready to play, he's going to play. I would yeah. I would say, to, to Austin Ford and Gannon's credit, today was a direct... Um, what, what do you want to call it? Indictment. A, in, indictment, but at the same time, I think going out and getting Dobbs shows everybody in that locker room, like, we're not, this isn't good enough. Like, we see the product against Minnesota and their defense. We see Colt McCoy doesn't have it. We're going to try to improve for this year. We like this guy. We liked him in March. He's going to help us right now. I, I think that's an investment in 2023, which a lot of people won't admit because it yeah. doesn't fit their agenda. No, it, it doesn't. And they a lot of people want to say that the, the moves today were telegraphing a tank, yeah. just a full egregious tank. And a lot of people like to do that this time of season, right? They, they see rosters that are not up to snuff uh, because on paper it hasn't proven or lacks proven commodities across the NFL, where the NFL if, if you pay attention, it changes. It's so fluid year in and year out. And guys that you think are, are solid players, their production falls off a cliff and then people emerge. Young players, it's a young players league, emerge and start to build up as solid players and star players. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, it's 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 really tough to to figure out like what a, a, which direction an organization is going. And the moves today definitely do not signify a team that's just getting rid of all its parts to bottom out. It's not. The The roster is being rebuilt. It's getting taken down to the studs. And it in this offseason, they've proven to do that. And they still had moves to make. And they still they wanted to give the benefit of the doubt to the player and figure out, especially with Isaiah Simmons and Josh Jones, were they worth holding on to for the, the haul of an entire season? And, and maybe looking and going to the negotiating table potentially next offseason. And they... They made the decision, and I think it's the right one, not to do that and to get whatever they could of an, to return. But essentially, when you look at what the Cardinals did today is they traded a third safety, maybe a safety. We don't know. I mean, I he know. played the position who, who really for two knows? weeks in the preseason. And then you had a swing tackle who hadn't beaten out Kelvin Beecham his entire career. I, I, yeah. For, for uh, 
you know, a fifth round pick and a seventh round pick. And people say, well, there it is. I don't need to see anything else. They're tanking for Caleb Williams and Kyler Murray's career is likely done with the Arizona Cardinals. That's not what this says. This says that this is a rebuilding team that's accumulating assets and they continue to be in that and they continue to flush this roster of the previous regime's mistakes. K1 in the chat, Dobbs is a difference maker, QB Johnny. He is not. I've never I've never come on the show and said that. But it is malpractice in 2023 to start Colt McCoy for a team like the Cardinals. He he is a bridge to Kyler Murray. That's what he is. He would have been a bridge in March. And they fumbled that opportunity. They would admit that behind closed doors. So Josh Jones costs them right now. You want Joshua Dobbs, it's going to cost you Josh Jones. That's basically what ended up happening, right? Josh Jones likely would have gotten a comp pick of a similar value next offseason. And you're going to get that in 2025. So they said, okay, we'll we'll get that in 2024. There's a team in Houston that, by the way, we own their first and their third. Not sure if you guys know this, are, are supposed to be terrible We'll roll the dice. That's a high fifth round pick. Well, we got to get a quarterback because unfortunately Colt McCoy just doesn't have it anymore. We'll go get Joshua Dobbs. I think that that's a more than fair trade. Like, okay, I'm admitting my mistake. I'm not count compounding it. Like I'm Steve Kime doubling and tripling down. I'm saying, okay, we should have signed a quarterback in the spring. We didn't. I'm going to invest in this year and my guys and get Joshua Dobbs. Because again, Joshua Dobbs to me represents four, six, seven weeks of steady ship Mm. competent play in the same realm of a Gardner Minshew, a Jacoby Brissett, right? A Taylor Heineke. That's what you're getting. Not somebody that you want to build your franchise around or start 17 games. That was never the point, but the difference between Colt McCoy and Joshua Dobbs, and you all will see that is the size of the grand Canyon. Colt McCoy is out there completing 4.3.4.6 yards per completion in the preseason. Can't move right. And his arm strength is toast. Joshua Dobbs is at least, what, 30 or under 30, can move and has a big arm, and has, most importantly, as you pointed out, a familiarity with, with Drew Petty and company. Time. I mean, he immediately comes in, and he's probably the one that's mo- most well-versed as far as this system goes, just due to his time in the preseason with the Cleveland Browns, where this was something that Colt McCoy had to pick up starting this past offseason. Dobbs has been in this system. He, he continued to play underneath this system this preseason, as they had similar concepts and schemes in place from when Petzing left and what Stefanski still had there. So, I mean, I, I think that Dobbs, it's just, I, I joke about, you know, being the bigger man and, and humbling, apologizing to uh, my co-host for my role. I appreciate The you. slander that we threw each other throughout this quarterback competition and how I went with Colt McCoy and I was going to err on the side of uh, a veteran quarterback with experience over just uh, Johnny's solution was just throwing a fifth round rookie out there. He still hasn't apologized to me for that. But now we can be this united front because we see that this, that there's an option as far as Joshua Dobbs. And no, like relative to where this quarterback competition was, yes, Joshua Dobbs should have the edge. He should be the guy. No, we're not saying he's he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. We're, we're not. But I think that he gives you a solution, uh, you know, in the interim for when Kyler Murray comes back. K1 Dobbs and two sevens for Simmons and Josh Jones doesn't make a lot of sense value-wise. Well, no one wanted Isaiah Simmons. Monty Austin Ford didn't draft Isaiah Simmons. They wanted Isaiah Simmons out of town. They didn't want him a part of their locker room. He quit on the team last week, guys. Like he was quitting on the players in the second quarter. So they're calling up everybody this week. Hey, 
hey, do you want Isaiah Simmons? And the best they could get was a seventh rounder from a team they play in week two in the New York Giants. Like, that's Isaiah Simmons' value. It's like, we can make fun of Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers because his his value is kaput. That's Isaiah Simmons for the Arizona Cardinals. They had to eat that because of Steve Kime. Josh Jones, on the other hand, is a viable option for a team like Houston, and you get a fifth-round pick. But the Cardinals had to clean up a mistake of the offseason because there's no way they can roll with Colt McCoy. So that's what they did, and I appreciate that. I also appreciate, like, they're not going to be complacent this year. I know that they're dealing away. Look at the players they're dealing away. They were Steve Kime draft picks, right? We talked about that over the course of the offseason. They will favor their guys. Why would Austin Ford come here and just say, well, yeah, I'm just going to give extensions to Byron Murphy and Zach Allen, guys I didn't draft, players I didn't know, right? Zach Allen got chokeslammed by, like, or, um, uh, what's his name? Yelda Froldholt in the first preseason game. Like, he's fine. Byron Murphy's fine. This team is building toward the future, and they're doing it with their own players through the draft and through free agency and people they're connected with. People associated with this franchise under Steve Kime didn't develop. It, w- it was a byproduct of the coaching and development, and they just had some flat-out draft busts. Like Isaiah Simmons now, I think we can definitively slay- say, it was a draft bust. He missed. The Cardinals missed on that. They missed on the player. Maybe they missed on the person. Just, I don't think, loves football. Jonathan Gann, I said this on our earlier emergency pod, Bo Brock, mm-hmm. is a defensive back safety savant. And he let Isaiah Simmons pick his position to play this entire offseason. He's been playing... He's been playing free safety since March. They said, go and play that. We want to help you achieve what you believe you're worth. You may not get your extension here, but we're going to make it work for you. What do you do? You quit on the team. And so they're like, we got to get you out of here. We're going to make some calls. Good luck to you. We're going to go get somebody like a Reed Blankenship type because we're going to elevate a guy who is not going to make any money and is going to be about the team. We're going to find somebody undrafted or a late round pick or a veteran in his 20s, and they will do what you're doing but we won't get the attitude. So I I just, to me, it's like, this is refreshing for a person or persons in Gannon and Austin Ford Mm -hmm. to have complete control of this locker room. Like, say what you want about Michael Bidwell. You think Michael Bidwell wanted to give away Isaiah Simmons for a seventh-round pick today? No chance, right? This shows you Austin Ford is making all the decisions with this franchise. I I just want to answer, because I see in the chat, I just read, skimmed through this article, uh, the news, or or you you, you can call it news. This is just... one, it's complete irresponsible speculation uh, from Kyle Yates of Pro Football Network just saying Kyler Murray isn't playing this year. He's just speculating. He has no inside information on that. Uh, the tweet has Josh Dobbs' name spelled wrong, so it probably should solid, just— yeah, Solid, It's always a good start. Yep. And there's, there's no information. There's no concrete information, no sources uh, that you should buy any stock into right now saying Kyler Murray is going to miss— the entire season that that goes completely against what we've seen the entire training camp, even from when they placed them on pup to start training camp. It's just that this pro football network, it's, it's, it's irresponsible really what, what, what they're trying to package as, as news and reporting. Yeah. He says our guy, Ben Albright also mentioned something like that, but he didn't state it definitively. He just gave his opinion that he thought Ky- that he thought Kyler would be gone after this year. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have an opinion, certainly. And I think a lot of people who don't follow this team regularly would probably think to themselves, well, the Cardinals aren't trying to win games this year. They're going to they're gonna tank for Caleb Williams, and they're going to trade away Kyler Murray. But th- that's just, just an opinion. To state something that that's yeah. factual, like I'm telling you here and now, Bo's telling like that's not, that's not what the Cardinals are trying to do. Right. Kyler Murray's going to come back and play this year at some point. 
whether that's in week five, week seven. I would say right now, the acquisition of Joshua Dobbs lends itself to believe something that we didn't want to believe, but we'll, we'll face that hard truth now. Kyer's probably going to stay on pup list next, in, well, through next week. And to answer Mike A's question, what's the point of keeping the fans in the dark about key, K1's rehab status? Uh, I, I, I honestly don't think that they are keeping us in the dark. I no. mean, it's, 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 been, it's a fluid situation. It's something that they've maintained. It's not linear. And it's you feel one day one good one day and then you have a setback the next day. Not saying he's had any significant setback or anything of note. He's been out there rehabbing and continues to attack his rehab as the reports have been all off season and that he maintained in that flight plan episode. So it, it I I really would discourage people from buying into any of this. Any uh, like a trade of Simmons, a trade of Josh Jones. Uh, an inquiring of, of Joshua Dobbs that it truly impacts your ability to see Kyler Murray this season. It, it just, I, I'm not seeing anything concrete. I haven't heard anything from our sources or around the organization that would say that, that Kyler Murray legitimately can miss the entire season. I think anybody who would tell you that they know what this franchise is going to do in 2024 is lying to you, but their in- intention now is to evaluate young players and to try to win games this year. Again, Jonathan Gannon is is not purposely trying to lose games. I think they're going to be competitive now with Joshua Dobbs, much more than with Colt McCoy. I see a lot of people in the chat. Well, Cardinals are a poverty franchise. No, they're a rebuilding franchise, right? They're trying to do things differently for once. Did they make a mistake with Colt McCoy? Yes, and today they they said, hey, we, we fudged up. We made a mistake with Colt McCoy. We're rectifying that now which is great. They're not doubling or tripling down. They're not going to serve their fan base a product that they can't be proud of with Colt McCoy going out there and and looking like somebody who frankly should not be playing football in 2023. I, I Joshua Dobbs is not Patrick Mahomes, but at least he can move a little bit and he's got some arm strength. So I, I, I think at the end of the day, Bo Brock, this is an opportunity what? for, no, he's not Shane Diefenbach. This is an opportunity for, Austin Ford and Gannon to evaluate young players like a Rondell Moore, like a Trey McBride. How could you evaluate those guys with Colt McCoy? Like there are oper- like Trey McBride getting open last week and having the ball behind him from Colt McCoy and then a, a two yard out route to Rondell Moore in the flat. Yeah. I want to see my guy, Greg Dorch get opportunities. You're just, you're so hampered with what you can do with Colt McCoy. And again, that's not a knock on him. The person he's 37 years old. Yeah. I, I wonder how much insight JG had into this move that went down today for Josh Dobbs. A lot. You know, in the last couple of, dating back to when I talked to Gannon on Monday and I said, are you, do you feel comfortable with what you've seen from McCoy and are you ready to name him QB one? And he said, we'll name starters when we have to name starters. He wouldn't commit to well, McCoy. What I understand is, and we mentioned this on yesterday's show, Gannon and Kevin O'Connell are very close. These practices are regimented. And, and they want to evaluate their own players. And Kevin and JG are putting themselves in a position to do that. They're working side by side simultaneously. So they're making guys uncomfortable purposely because Gannon doesn't know what he has. And I think it took about a half a day, maybe a full day of practice from Colt McCoy, getting away from the confines of State Farm Stadium and in Tempe, mm-hmm. away from his guy and the comfort level of just saying, hey, Monty, we, we got to make a call here. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what happened. I think that's, hey, we... We let's check in on our old friends in Cleveland because there's a rookie out of UCLA that's making things interesting for them in their yeah. quarterback room. Can 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 we get my guy here? We need some help, and that's what happened. Yeah, and I, and I think this the the way that things went down this offseason, especially in the case of Colt McCoy coming off of a 
we don't know for sure what the arm procedure was, mm-hmm. right? But he, you know, had something done with his arm. He obviously came off of neck, calf, and head injuries as well last year. To try to evaluate him and also, also what's in place for the, from the NFL CBA, I, I just don't think that they had a true good look at him yeah. until training camp. Yep. And you had this protocol in there just to get this guy healthy enough to where if he needed to play, he could play. Mm-hmm. And now here they are. They, I think they circled this joint practice on the calendar and said, hey, we're going to learn a lot about our team. Yeah, And they learned enough yesterday and getting their asses handed to them and what James Conner called one of the most humble, the humbling, humbling experience to where they, they said, hey, if we go with the status quo into the regular season, we're not going to compete. And they decided to make three moves today. Yeah. And, and again, we talked about it yesterday. It starts with the quarterback, right? He sets the tone for the entire franchise. And I'm not talking about Kyler Murray. I'm talking about who they plan to start in the meantime. And that was Colt McCoy. So I... I think it's only a matter of time before Colt McCoy either retires or they name Joshua Dobbs the starter and then whatever happens with Colt McCoy. Again, we wish him the best, but we we posed it on this program yeah. over the course of the summer. Like, what's the likelihood that Colt McCoy is even on this team? Week yeah. one. And it took them, I, I would say, a little too long, but they made this, this decision of like, yeah, this is not good enough. Do you think there's any way Colt McCoy still starts week one? Uh, I mean, he would have to... It would take a Herculean effort on his behalf to hold off job Dobbs, I would say. Say that one more time. I think it would take a Herculean effort for, I think, Colt McCoy, as it stands right now, continues to be, in Kyler Murray's absence, quarterback one. But he's got, what do we say, 17 days to hold off Dobbs. And I just, I don't know if he has the, the physical ability to do that. He's a de- depreciating asset. He's not getting better. And the Cardinals desperately need somebody that can help them evaluate their young players. And that's not Colt McCoy. Um, So again, it it's, it's a gamble right now, but I think it's a gamble that's going to pay off. Speaking of gambling, how about our friends at BetMGM? Any guesses as it relates to this line week one against the commanders? Uh, It changed slightly because everybody thinks the Cardinals are tanking. Uh, The Cardinals now a seven point dog instead of 6.5 Week one against the Commanders. I'm going to tell you right now, they got a better chance with Joshua Dobbs and Colt McCoy. I think that goes without saying. I think it also goes without saying. Sign up with BetMGM. We're going to save you some cash. It's it's a great time to be on BetMGM. Every time I go on there, I feel like I'm getting bonus bets. That's because, how about bonus bets Friday? Sign up with promo code PHNX. Every single football Friday, you're going to lock in with some bonus bets. We're going to help you out, especially for our friends here in Arizona. Place your first bet offer. Receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets you love to see it check out the full show notes for details now listen to my guy shane diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER colorado dc illinois indiana kansas louisiana maryland mississippi new jersey ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467-369 new york call 1-800-327-5050 massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-STEP arizona 1-800-522-4700 nevada 1-800-BETS-OFF iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help michigan 1-800-981-0023 puerto rico in partnership with kansas crossing casino and hotel visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions u.s promotional offers not available in dc kansas nevada new york or ontario 
Regardless of what you think about the uh, trades today, it's always a good time to celebrate with our friends over at Illegal Peach. Check out all their Valley locations, including the one in Tempe. Go get yourself a burrito bowl, tacos, salads, uh, nachos. Don't miss out on their signature custom cocktails, beers. Of course, that piping hot queso. Look at that. that. Those tacos look unbelievable underneath me here on the YouTube channel. Fantastic. Illegal Peach is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, and it's not just this measly, oh, you just missed a happy hour that lasts for like three minutes it's a legit happy hour it goes from 3 to 8 p.m every day at all 12 locations especially check out that tempe location illegal pete's the go-to spot for burritos buddies and beer for the last 28 years uh so there were a couple other moves today we haven't even talked about yet uh so we touched on simmons this morning we're going to talk about more on isaiah simmons and what that means for the defensive back room here in a little bit but Josh Jones yeah. in the middle of this Joshua Dobbs, Isaiah Simmons sandwich today here on a football Thursday, <laughs> Josh Jones is gone. He got traded away to the Houston Texans for a fifth round pick. And um, uh, I think this is probably one of the more contentious trades today outside of the people that love Isaiah Simmons, which yeah. there are many that you're, you're kind of helping the team that has the first overall pick with Josh or with Josh Jones. I don't know if I see it exactly like that, but at the same time, I, I understand that mindset Josh Jones, though, it was clear they showcased him against Kansas City. Kelvin Beecham started week one of the preseason against the Denver Broncos when DJ Humphreys was out. He is the definitive swing tackle. He's under contract for two years. Josh Jones is a free agent this offseason, yeah. and I, I feel like they said we would rather get a pick now than wait for a comp pick in two years. Yeah, I think that that's probably the right play. It's it's the safer play, and Monty Osford is the side, he, he seems to err on the side of caution. Like yeah. He, when just by re-signing Kelvin Beecham, I think that was a cautious move, and it turned out to where it created an asset for him to to cash in on, on a draft pick that he he ended up flipping for a guy who's going to compete for your starting quarterback position. But these guys that are from the previous regime that were drafted by Steve Kime in uh, Josh Jones and Isaiah Simmons, you know there wasn't. I don't think that they had a lot of margin for error, and when they didn't show that they were without a shadow of a doubt starters or impact makers that you could rely on consistently and that that's the key with both of these guys to where they've shown flashes like look yeah you saw josh jones for 11 games last season and he was yet like you love the pro football focus grades because you can cherry pick those and say oh he had a 75 pro football focus grade but he also was he's always been a heavily penalized offensive tackle right and you know for uh the texans that's going to be so detrimental for C.J. Stroud and a rookie quarterback trying to get the, anything going. But it works for them, right? Titus Howard has the hand issue. He's probably going to miss some time. So you can put him and start him opposite Laramie Tunsil on that offensive line. They're already down their starting center. So it makes sense for the Texans. It just it made too much sense for both sides. Now the Arizona Cardinals, they have the Texans' first, third, and fifth round draft pick in the 2024 draft did they trade away their own fifth round pick for joshua dobbs do we know joshua that Joshua dobbs was i believe according to a cleveland reporter um it was the philly fifth round pick which is great because that'll be the lowest you would assume out of all the picks uh yeah i i wanted to see josh jones get an opportunity at some point this year dj humphreys they moved all of his guaranteed money to this yeah. year uh i think this what this tells us is they, they did not want to invest in four tackles, which we talked about this offseason. Would they do that? Also, they don't want to invest in guys that are depth players that are going to be gone after this year, right? At the end of the day, it's like this franchise with Josh Jones and Isaiah Simmons, it's like these are backups. 
that have expiring contracts. So why not try to get something for them now? I think DJ Humphreys is year to year with this team. He's under contract next year. You can move off of him very easily. Let's see if him he can play 17 games. Something he hasn't done in a while. Yeah. The Cardinals, I tweeted this out. They've got two top 10 draft picks, obviously, next year. Presumably. It could mm-hmm. be could be lesser. Whatever happens with this team in Houston. It's a supremely gifted tackle class. There are three to four offensive mm-hmm. tackles headlined by Joel Alt uh, from Notre Dame, who's we've talked about. Yeah, he's, he'll be on display this weekend, yeah, right? Seven, week seven foot two, 500 pounds. I mean, he's fantastic. <laughs> if they want to double dip and have one of the most gifted tackle rooms in all the NFL, they could do that next year. They're going to keep their options open. Yeah. Or they could keep DJ Humphreys. Kelvin Beecham's under contract. They had a surplus. They dealt from the surplus today to help their themselves in the quarterback room. I have no issues with it. You know, with with, with Simmons and Jones, like it would have taken them playing a heavy amount of snaps and, and taking a jump both respectively in their career as far as their play on the field yeah. for the Arizona Cardinals to get comp picks from these guys next free agency. And you, you just can't say, I mean, you, you get picks today, regardless of, you know, their late day three picks, but you get picks to where, they could have just left for nothing next offseason. Like, no, there's a very good chance of that, especially Jones. Like, he, during his entire tenure, he never outplayed Calvin Beecham. And that's not like a huge indictment on him. I, like, I like, I think Beecham was one of the better signings over the last couple of years. But I mean, the fact that a guy that Steve Kime claims he had a first round grade on couldn't beat out Calvin Beecham, I mean, I don't think you're, you're, you're losing, like, the guy's ceiling can't be that high. I think that if if this franchise has not shown you in recent months, um, like a Greg Dorch, like we're gonna tender you, we believe in you and your tape. Okay, that's great. That's a that's a that's an endorsement of Greg Dorch. Yeah. But if you're a holdover from Steve Kime, if you're one of Steve Kime's draft picks, aka Steve Kime's cronies, right? You have an opportunity. It could be dealt. Steve's could cronies be, could be cut. Kime's cronies. Kime's cronies. Yeah. <laughs> or you're gone. We're gonna let you walk. I would say, like, again, if you're Hollywood Brown, you got to have a great year or, or you're going to walk in free agency at this rate. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's just any James Conner, Zach Ertz, these guys are making big money. Like, let's see what you do this year. We want good team guys, but at the same time, any affiliation to the prior regime and what they did to construct this roster, unless you are a made man or this team has doubled down this offseason, like a Dorch, mm-hmm. like a Buda Baker, like you're on the clock. I'm sorry. This is just what ha- it's what's happening with Rashad Lawrence, I believe, right now, right? Unless you're competing to be a starter or a plus starter that gets an extension, like there's not too many of those guys on this roster. Yeah. Like I think it's a critical year for guys like Marco Wilson, Hollywood Brown, right? Expiring contracts coming up in the next year or so. You got to ingrate your ingratiate yourself fast with this regime. Absolutely, uh, I, that that extends to Zayvon Collins, so yeah. another first round pick. Do we have the list of Kime draft oh, picks, no. first-round picks? Let's avert your eyes. Yeah, you might barf. Uh, 2013, his first pick, it was Jonathan Cooper, who uh, ended up being traded. Um, yep. That was in the Chandler Jones trade, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So No, no, no. It was in the yes Chandler Jones trade. You're right. So it was to a second, Jonathan Cooper to New England for, for uh, Chandler Jones. 2014, I think you can say this is – Moderately successful. Dale and Buchanan, he trades down. They take Buchanan. They move him from safety up to linebacker for the most part. They did pick up his fifth-year option, and then as soon as his contract expired, uh, he was done. He spent a couple of years with the Tampa Bay 
Bucks. 2015, one of his more successful ones, DJ Humphreys. Red shirt year, his first year. Then he gets extended. He gets extended again. In 2016, my God, Robert Kandichi, he was he didn't even make it through his rookie scale contract. He was released before the end of that. Rasan Reddick, they declined the fifth year option. He becomes an absolute stud, now one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. But they were playing him off ball linebacker. Josh Rosen, somehow, you know, they were at least able to uh to trade him. In the second going into his second year, he was traded to Miami for a second round pick. That turned out to be Andy Isabella. Kyler Murray was Dear the God. one one. He goes, uh, he wins the offensive rookie of the year. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. He got extended $230.5 million contract. And now Simmons has been traded. And then Zaven Collins continues to be on his rookie deal. So not a good look as far as that goes. And then as we said, Josh Jones was in that Simmons draft 2020. He was the second player they took in that draft because they had their second round pick that went to Houston for DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, Jones was 72nd overall. He said he had a first-round grade on him. And now he never consistently started for this team. <laughs> he's a member of the Houston Texans. Where he played, he started collegiately for the Houston Cougars uh, pre-Clayton Toon. Um, and this is going to be a good shot for Josh Jobs to Josh uh, Jones to to kind of find his way at the NFL level and take advantage of an opportunity. Like, that wasn't a miss of a pick either. Like, I, I think he was coveted by some other teams, like, why you should always invest in premium positions like that because they always have a, a quality shelf life. Like Josh Jones is probably, as sad to say, one of the more successful picks of the Kime era just because he started games as a mid-round pick. He was around. I mean, like, think about the bar that we're utilizing here, what the graphic just detailed for you. It's shocking to me that the Cardinals were able to win as many games as they did during Kime's tenure w- with that kind of track record in the first round of the NFL draft. I think you need to be thanking two people right now, Kyler Murray and Bruce Arians. Those are the mm. those are the two people that have enabled Steve Kime, uh, through no fault of their own, to remain employed because of their success. Right? Yeah. Kyler Murray elevated uh, Steve Kime. Bruce Arians elevated Steve Kime. You would be hard pressed to find a worse man or GM that has drafted for an NFL team during a tenure that was given that amount of cracks. Yeah, right? right? I mean, you got a ten percent hit rate. And you're getting first rounder after first rounder. Yeah. We didn't even include like Hollywood Brown in there. And then you think about, okay, Hollywood Brown potentially could be dealt or not dealt, but just outright let let walk next offseason. Yeah. And then cutting DeAndre Hopkins now. I mean, it's just, it is not a glowing endorsement on the XGM. Dylan Richards, a uh, loyal viewer of PHNX Cardinals. I always thank for your viewership and your loyalty. Did how do we not get a seventh for D Hop? LOL. Look, yeah, $19 million. Teams just didn't want to take on $19 million for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, what else we got in here? As far as uh, Rondell looked great against Vikings defense uh, and DBs, but you know who looked better? Greg Dortch. It's, it's really interesting. It's really, I mean, when you start to look at it, you know, who. Who could they move between now and the well, start of the season? Let's like, have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, Rashard Lawrence is another guy who should never get too comfortable. Lucky Foto looks like he's played his way at a necessity into a, a role on the defensive line and starting defensive line potentially. Who else we have? Yeah, I just, I mean, Colt is is on his way to the bench or retirement. Isaiah Simmons is gone now. Who's the other kind of polarizing player for this team that through no fault of his own off the field, it just can't stay healthy. It's Rondell Moore. Now he's had a good camp. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say Rondell Moore is going to be cut or traded, but I think that Dorch is forcing the issue because he is a better 
football player today. Rondell Moore is a better athlete, may run a faster 40 time. Greg Dortch, as everybody points out in the chat, deserves to start. You're, you're telling me right now if somebody called and made an offer for Rondell Moore, the Cardinals wouldn't seriously consider that? Of course they would. Mm-hmm. Of course they would. They've got Zach Pascal and Hollywood Brown and Michael Wilson and Greg Dortch. They could, they could keep Andre Bocella. They, they can do whatever they want. You, I mean, if, if somebody wants to, because remember next year, Rondell Moore, his money goes up as a second rounder. It's not a ton of money, but at the, at the same time, it's it's not nothing, right? I can see in the chat Ryan saying, could we get a fourth for Rondell Moore? You'd probably be looking at the similar compensation for what you got for Josh Jones, a fifth mm-hmm. rounder. Yeah, um, probably. Is that worth it to this team? Are they ever going to extend? You have to ask yourself, is, is Rondell Moore in their plans beyond this year? Like, what is the best version of Rondell Moore? Because I personally do not see a scenario in which this franchise extends Rondell Moore. Like Rondell Moore turns into like a 1,300-yard all-purpose player, 10 touchdowns, and like, yeah, we want to lock that person up. I, I the, the philosophy of this offense, save for Greg Dortch, who plays bigger than he is, big physical receivers, over six foot. We always talk about Drew Petzing had no wide receivers under six foot in Cleveland last year. I mean, if I'm Rondell Moore, it's like the Will Smith gif. I'm looking around, and I'm looking at everybody <laughs> who was drafted by Steve Kime. One <laughs> by one by damn one, they're all gone, yeah. right? And so he he just needs to keep doing what he's doing because I'm I'm happy. You know, Colt did not produce, Isaiah did not produce. Rondell's having a nice camp. He is. He's having quietly a very nice camp. I think he's an, a guy that quietly had a, you know, one of the few that had a decent joint practice in the last two days in Minnesota. Uh, Roscoe, who's a return man? That's Greg Dortch uh, for now. Yeah, Gannon Knight. Still makes zero sense to keep Kyler and Pup to start the season if he can be back by week four, six. Realistically, well, I mean, if you keep it's it's four weeks minimum on Pup. So I mean, and you get the roster spot. You have five quarterbacks currently on your roster. It's um, it's so much better too with Joshua Dobbs because like Dobbs is not Kyler Murray athletically, but he's comparable, right? And you can have them work together. Tune can move. Like I I feel like the offense is just there's similarities with what they're going to do with Dobbs and what they're going to do with Kyler. Like nothing is similar to what Colt McCoy can do with, with the QB room as is right now. I, I, I think right now we need to prepare ourselves with this move. Kyler Murray probably out until at least like early to mid October. Yeah. We heard from Monty awesome for it. This was via, I believe Jose Romero of AZ central. He was out there at the joint practices. This was, after the Simmons trade, but before the Josh Jones and Joshua Dobbs <laughs> trades, I don't think anybody anticipated the flurry of moves. But this was what the Cardinals GM had to say at the time about Simmons. The situation presented itself this morning and, and just where we are in camp, where we are in the team. We thought it was uh, the right move to make for us, for the team, and just moving forward. You know, we wish Isaiah the, uh, the best moving forward. He's, he's been here in the last three seasons and, uh, you know, wish him the best going forward. But just for us, uh, as a team, where we're at, we just thought it was the best move to make. Yeah, I think, you know, those are always considerations that, that, that come into play. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had, uh, we've had a, the month of training camp now and the, and the two games and um you know hey there's uh, everybody on our team there, there could have been better performances for everybody there could have been you know some guys did some good things some guys do some bad things so you know really it just came down to the opportunity um you know and then where we were at with the team we thought it was right it came down to opportunity i mean it, it takes a special player to deploy three safeties and i just don't think that simmons at this point in his career was there or up to the task like i think that now they'll go 
probably move JT back to his familiar role, right? Instead of having to play the slot, and then you find somebody a little bit more, uh, with a little bit more coverage ability uh, to play your slot, your nickel position, maybe play the role that like Avante Maddox played for JG last year in Philadelphia. He's more of a traditional corner instead of a safety trying to play a corner role. We talked to Gannon. Uh, this is what Jonathan Gannon had to say. This is probably just really about Isaiah Simmons. No, uh, you know, we're always going to make decisions predicated on what we think is best for the team and uh, wish Isaiah well, but I uh, thought that was the best move for us as we sit here today. I don't think it was an issue about what Isaiah, he, he did everything that we asked him to do. It's just moving forward. We feel like this is the best way that how we want to uh, play football against other people. So uh, we're going to try to put the best guys out there that can function and do a good job for us and that's what we felt like yeah like i said he did a really good job everything that we asked him to do he he uh he did it's just like i said we're gonna you know do what we think is best to do for the team and that's what we did coach back to isaiah do you think a change change of scenery is good for him in a way not sure i wish him the best He's not even going to commit to a change of scenery. Good luck to you, Isaiah. Get out. Get out of our locker room. I don't know. He's not my problem now. I mean, sure. No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to play Keytrell Clark, who is a six-rounder out of Louisville, and I don't want you in my my defensive backfield. That's what he's telling you. Please leave. Goodbye. Yeah, it's – so now, I mean, you start to look at this defense, and and there's changes that are going to be made, but – I think that this is a this is a team that is going to roll with the guys who are buying into this completely and guys that they can that they envision or have an inkling that could be part of the team beyond 2023. And I see that Josh Jones for a fifth round pick is idiotic. He's he's a backup swing tackle. He wasn't even the swing tackle, and he wasn't under contract beyond this year. I mean, I don't know what what value that has. We got to be fair, guys. We can't say Steve Kime was terrible at his job, which he was, and then act like his picks were great. I mean, like when you bust, you bust hard. If you're Isaiah Simmons, Josh Jones is a backup, even though he plays a premium position. That's why they could get something for him. Like he, to my co-host's point, like you couldn't beat out Kelvin Beachum. Like when Titus Howard comes back, you think Josh Jones holds on to the right tackle spot? No, he's just insurance for them. Right. And he's worth more to them than he is to the Cardinals. Cardinals had a surplus. They dealt from it. They got some draft compensation. And they moved off of, off of a player that Austin Ford did, had no ties to. Didn't yeah. draft and then is not under contract. He's not cheap for 2020. He's not an option for this team in 2024. You think they wanted to go into negotiations with a player that wasn't going to start this year for him, that wasn't going to play Presumably so. I mean, it's just at the end of the day, guys, like if you if you weren't a draft pick or a signing from this team, like they have no allegiance to you. What do you think about Arizona Animals uh, take here? You don't tackle Casey's backup quarterback. You're out of here. What do you think? How did, did that play where he pulled up on Steve Bichelle? You think it played any role in him being sent? Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. We talked about you don't think our- it was already. It was already something they were th- thinking about. I mean, probably. Yeah, because yeah. I we've been hearing back to the spring like he's into himself. They're going to try and help him. They declined his fifth-year option. I asked Monty Austin for the combine, like, did you make a decision on his fifth-year option? He said no, which meant no, by the way. They, they had kind of determined that early on. They literally were trying to build him up so he could go have success elsewhere and they could get a comp pick. They couldn't even get through the preseason. He's quitting on the team in the second quarter. Like, um, that's, that's, everybody sees that, Isaiah. That's, that's on tape for everybody to see, including your teammates. That kind of message will not be tolerated. That could be tolerated by Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph, and it was. 
It's not going to be tolerated under Gannon and company. Like they will play somebody at that position this year, third safety, fourth safety, whatever, that is infinitely less talented than Isaiah Simmons. And they couldn't be happier about it because they don't want that as an example in their locker room. And so I'm sure it expedited conversations with teams like you watch that film. We talked about it Saturday night against against the Chiefs in the postgame show. Mm -hmm. That's embarrassing. That's just an embarrassing thing. And I we call it as like this is the beginning of the end, whether it happens this week, next week, next offseason like that. That's it. You don't come back from that. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) it was I, I mean, that's an indefensible play. It's an indefensible. Well, he's out there with guys that aren't going to be on the team anyway. He was out there with practice squad level guys. (laughs) They're just like, Isaiah, go make a play, get some confidence, do something, elevate these guys. And they're just getting carved up by who is that? Was it Blaine Gabbard at that point? No, it was Steve Bichelle. Oh my God. Guy from Texas. Good luck to Isaiah, man. The best former Texas quarterback. He snubbed this show twice because he was big time in us. And he he thought he was big time in the preseason, missing tackles. I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, like, not to not to dog on Isaiah Simmons the person, but he walked around Radio Row with a handler on on Media Day, yeah. and it was like he went on all the national shows. This guy hadn't accomplished anything in the NFL. He hadn't accomplished any. He's never been to a yeah. Pro Bowl. He was barely a starter. He got benched from Vance Joseph. Cardinals basically they didn't they didn't cut him, but they basically cut him today. They 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 traded him to, to unload his salary. It was just a, a hair away as a seventh rounder. From, you've been cut. We don't want you around mm-hmm. here. That's what the Cardinals and their new regime think of you, Isaiah Simmons. Goodbye. Yeah, it's it's going to be an uphill climb for Simmons to prove himself at the NFL level now. Like, this is a wake-up call. This is an opportunity. He gets to go play for a really solid defensive coordinator who's as innovative as they come and and could take a guy and and find a place for him. But the idea so far that I've seen today is he's going to go play linebacker again in, in, in New York, a position that he, he's been on record saying he doesn't want to play. Uh, we'll see what Wink Martindale does. Uh, you know, Martindale had his hands already on Patrick Queen, and Queen has kind of the same issues that Simmons had here where it's just like you saw, if you look at the numbers, you can say, okay, you can make a case for him. But if you look at him each and every week, say, hey, where are the big plays? Or I mean, in, in last year it was more... Here are the big plays. He had three to four game-changing plays, but consistently, like uh, covering guys, filling holes, or and, and meeting ball carriers consistently, it just didn't happen. And it'll be an indictment on Gannon and Austin Ford if he goes and does well elsewhere. Yeah, and Cards Steve Universe, got- you're absolutely right. It's gonna haunt him forever. Turning. <laughs> turning us down accepting an interview I don't have to pretend to be like accepting nice to an him interview now, at least and then not coming on the show what's it been, what's what's it been like since then well first of all if if you snub us multiple times <laughs> but you're a badass on the field like that whatever you know that's that's good I'm glad I'm happy for you dude is I mean I think on pace to like be out of football in a couple of years like I'll, I'll come out and say that like what he doesn't have a position He's been he's basically been left out to dry by two regimes now, benched by Vance Joseph, almost cut by JG and Austin Ford. Yeah. And this is like somebody in the chat earlier. It's like, does he even make the Giants roster? I don't know. What do you guys say to the thought process that Hassan Reddick was terrible and then figured it out at a different position? Well, you talked about it earlier today. Yeah. He had 12 and a half sacks on the way out from Arizona. Kime couldn't even do that right. Couldn't even extend Hassan Reddick. Right. Like but he, he found his position. Yeah, he found it. That, that's the biggest key. It, he he found out what his role was at the NFL level that he could he could be successful at. Now he's thriving at it. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. 
But Damon, I think it, as far as Simmons, like the biggest challenge is where does he play? He was playing center field safety for the Arizona Cardinals. A team just traded for him with an idea that he's going to play a different position. We have no clue what that's going to look like. And what are you going to what do you what do you pay for that? You don't pay much for it. Uh, you're also not going to pay much if you go to Circle K. Uh, with our friends uh, here at PHNX. Right now, buy one, get one free 32-ounce Polar Pop. Hello. Join the SMS Subscriber Club, 31310. It's fantastic. Listen, the takes have been hot all day, <laughs> so you want to go hydrate from these takes. Uh, my other things, go pick up, I don't know, a 32-ounce Polar Pop. I do the unsweetened iced tea. I may dabble, though. I may get a Diet Coke post-game show. Uh, buy a power rate of four for five bucks. You could be entered to win one of the 10 finalists. Get that 2023 Ford Big Bronco SUV. You might need that right now. You can't get your car back from the shop. You might go dabble at Circle K, enter yourself to win a Big Bronco. It's probably the best best move. I I think I have about as much of a chance as the Giants cashing that seventh-round pick in for Isaiah Simmons becoming a stud and and me running that Bronco. That's what it is. It's a lottery ticket. Yeah, that's that's great. (laughs) And we do it with Circle K, the best beer, coffee, snack selection Premium gas at not a premium price. Again, don't know where a Circle K is. Let me help you out. Uh, CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find the nearest Circle K to you. Absolutely. Uh, also, we're going to get to a ton of these super chats. You guys are uh, awesome. Yeah, you guys are crushing it. But being a PHNX listener viewer, just got a whole lot sweeter. Thanks to our friends over at OG's Brands. That's right. O-G-E-E-Z Brands. Dot com where you can see their whole product line, but we can also save you some cash while you dabble in some OGs. Right now through August 31st, for at least uh, one more week, you can get 25% off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams at the Arizona Flower Shop locations. That dispensary, the Arizona Flower Shop, you can get in there right now, get 25% off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams from OGs brands. Go to the flowershopusa.com, place an order online, use the discount code PHNX. You can see the little uh, banner below me. Use that code PHNX and you'll get 25% off at the flower shop when you order online and you go to their location to pick it up. That's right. The deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners because that code is PHNX. It's available only for online orders that are picked up in person. Discount PHNX. The active, it's it's active until August 31st. So go get that continued flavor life. Time to churn through some incredible super chats, awesome questions, and uh, comments here from the viewers. Here, let's start with AZ fan. I believe in Monty cooking. Isaiah was a bust. Yeah, Boston Ford continues to seem uh, to to strike all the right chords. Right from draft day, from trading from third down, third overall to twelfth overall to back up to sixth overall. And then continuing to stockpile picks in the 2024 offseason. It's great. Gannonite with a super sticker. Thank you for the 199 super sticker. Fishbowl Flash, five bucks. Thank you very much. Do you guys think that Dobbs trade means that K1 is staying on the pup for week one? I think that there's a really good chance of it. We're going to find out, obviously, at the end of this weekend, the Cardinals need to make a decision by Tuesday. Uh, when the rosters are due and they need to cut down between Saturday, the preseason finale, and Tuesday at, I believe, 1 o'clock AZ time. So we're going to find out soon. Ben Wavy, what do you say, the critics that question us giving a fifth-round pick for Dobbs but letting Simmons go for seven? It's all about market, right? One's a guy who the Cardinals viewed as a viable option at quarterback where the rest of the league didn't see Isaiah Simmons as is something that they wanted to spend much in draft capital on, so they could only get a seventh round pick. I just don't, I don't think he had much value. No fifth round, no fifth round uh, or fifth year 
uh, option picked up. He's in in the final year of his deal, and he doesn't really have a position that he's he's thriving at. Logan Little, a Bo and Johnny daily Spotify listeners sneaking in for a live show. Thanks, man. I'm Thank glad you, you could so check much. it, Logan. Probably be uh, blowback, but. Would you have traded a fifth for Lance? Oh, by the way, hashtag Team Tune. Johnny, I'll let you answer that one. Uh, hell no. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs is a better football player than, than Trey Lance is. Uh, and they, he has a familiarity. He can start, I think, right away. Trey Lance is a, is a project, which like that's like Clayton Tunes. Like, be having a couple Clayton Tunes in your locker room, and, and they don't want that, right? Um, so respectfully, no, I, I would say no to Trey Lance. I just put out a tweet and oh, we'll get back to the super it's chats. Be phenomenal. Tell um, me, what was in the tweet? Well, I got texted from a, from a source, um, close to the show. And I put it out on Twitter that the Cardinals still have every intention of, of playing Kyler Murray when he's healthy and ready this season. Oh. So for all of the talk from JPA football yeah, and, suck these, a butt. and these spam Twitter accounts, and they follow me respectfully. Like Pro Football Network is trying to be a legitimate organization. They're putting out trash like, like that. Cardinals, That's disappointing. I'm told still are going to play Kyler Murray this year. They have everybody, Trey Wingo on their roster, everybody, and they're putting out garbage. Like calm, that Everybody calm down. It's had, it's had Daubs, Joshua Daubs, signs that – <laughs> Kyler Murray is not playing this season. What are we doing, guys? It's he's going to play at some point this year. Big he's, thanks to Eric Kufner, five dollar super sticker. You the man, free matter for the blind, loyal listener, viewer, five dollar super chat. Uh, what do you say? I'd like to see Monty try to tell Buddha or K one or Kazir White to tank. LOL, they would smack him. No doubt about it. It's a rebuild. It's the rebuilding, and you know the roster might be set up, you know, to tank. Or not win games, but the coaching staff, the players in that locker room, they're not thinking that. They absolutely aren't. Uh, I love this from from Blake here. $10 Super Chats. Thank you so much. So generous. Uh, playing Colt would have ruined the development at receiver 100%. And I think that that is one of the biggest reasons. Just offensively, it ruins the morale. It, it ruins the development of guys that you're trying to evaluate like Rondell mm-hmm. Moore, like uh, Zach Pascal and, and Trey McBride and Michael Wilson. Like Joshua Dobbs, you, you'll, you'll see it. You can get the football out, and he can move and extend plays. Like, they're outside of what you've talked about. Colt McCoy, great guy, coach on the field. There was there was no other benefit to having him as your quarterback. Even if they start with him the next couple of practices, it's just it's going to become blatantly obvious. Like, we got to pull the ripcord here with a guy that's just more talented. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Blair with a great uh, super chat. $10. Thank you so much. You're the Kime best, hurt this organization so bad, man. It should be a 30 for 30 on what he's done to this team. What if I told you man brought a franchise to its knees, downing the bird for 30, the 30 for 30. That's, that's unbelievable. Writing for that video right now. I can see that open right now. And it's, I, I, it probably would crush swamp Kings, which was a tremendous letdown in what they omitted. And I wouldn't want anything omitted from the time 20 plus years. 20 plus years he had he had the ear of the uh, the organization decision makers and he was the GM for 10 unbelievable AZ fan 1998 this is an easy answer why is there a rumor the Cardinals are sitting Kyler all year because it's from uh it, it's it's, in, it's from not a reputable yeah, it's source not reputable it's uninformed and it's just grasping at straws people and it's are irresponsible yeah it is and people are posting things it's low hanging fruit today like oh look the Cardinals are trading players we know of that must mean they're tanking so let me put out something that people can't dispute. Uh, like Dove's comment, like people, they'll never admit this, but they're doing this. Right. Um, 
that, that's not what's happening. It's because Elon made Twitter Twitter interactions get you more money. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really right. People, I mean, listen, I want those sweet, sweet Twitter dollars, but everything's factual. Damn it. That's right. Two dollars super chat from Diego Perez. You guys are awesome today. I bet Johnny. We <laughs> paid two bucks. <laughs> Uh, were you looking at me while I read this <laughs> purposely? I wonder why you kept looking at me. Diego, we love you, my guy. Uh, I can't I didn't know if you were going to Ron Burgundy it and no. just read the Listen, teleprompter. This has been a big day for this, for this program. I'll just say that. And it, you know, we grind, you guys know this. We do six, seven shows a week. We're constantly diving in to provide the best content for you all. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's nice when it comes to fruition like this, banging the drum, the Joshua Dobbs was her target, having that, you know, fulfilled and solidified today, banging the, the drum. They didn't love Isaiah Simmons. That comes to fruition, banging the drum that, that Colt McCoy was under the ones was under fire. No other program told you over the course of the last couple of weeks, like they wanted to give Clayton Toon a shot to beat out Colt McCoy and Toon couldn't do it. So now they're getting somebody else in here that that does. All this information, we're not grasping at straws. We're no. not making. We're not not fabricating this out of thin mm -hmm. air. Like this comes directly from people we trust to be able to give it to you each and every day. So hopefully, we've instilled a little bit of, of trust uh, over the course of the last couple of months because it's fun to to bring you guys this insight. Yeah, uh, Isaiah and Josh, second rounder this year for Jonathan Taylor would have been a good deal. Just don't think the Colts would have been in that business. Um, Kyler Wren saying purge the chum. Is that what you're talking about as far as the, the roster goes and, and the kind picks? Uh, Animal TV, interesting question. Dobbs played this weekend. So our co-host, Britton Golden, was keeping us up to date as far as the first game of preseason week three, and the Steelers were playing their starters. Mm -hmm. What did he say? A couple series already, right? Yeah. So like I've maintained, there's been different philosophies on this, and Jonathan Gannon is not somebody that's that's just going to – outright tell you who's going to play and how long they're going to play he's he's been pretty tight-lipped the entire preseason as far as how long you know colt or tune's going to play but they have reps in mind and stuff that they evaluate on a week-to-week -week basis based on a player-to-player -player basis uh really going to be interesting i think it'd probably be too soon for dobbs but obviously with his knowledge of the system i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility but yeah. i don't also think it's it's i think colt mccoy probably plays on saturday he needs to. Yeah. If I'm Colt McCoy and I'm like, well, I got to be able to make a case for better or worse. He needs to go out there and sling it around with whatever ones they put him out there with. But I, this is going to be a very, very interesting preseason game three. And of course you can follow it here on PHNX Cardinals pre and post game show that I think that for, even for somebody like Clayton Toon, like I, everybody's playing for something now Saturday, unless like, it, do you think there's a possibility it could come out? In the next 24 hours, like Colt McCoy, they tell like they pull a Trey Lance, right? With John Lynch and company, they say, Colt, Josh is we're going to give Josh every opportunity to be our QB one, you know, and Colt McCoy retires. Or do you think it's like, you know, you have to cut me and give me some of that money or I'll retire and we'll make it work. Do you think something comes out in the next 24 hours before the game? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there's a walkthrough tomorrow uh, and they're just coming off two pretty intense practices uh, Santana saying, yeah, how did practice look today? So all reports coming out of Eden Prairie, Minnesota, where the Vikings train, it was better, but it was still advantage Vikings on both sides of the football. I think you saw better play from McCoy. You saw better play from Clayton Toon, who got reps occurring, according to Darren Urban of uh, AZ Cardinals. And what does that tell you? If, yeah. they're, if they're putting Toon out there with the ones and then they're jet-setting Joshua Dobbs into town, what's left for Colt McCoy scraps yeah. like it just it's not even worth it you're gonna have to give 
Dobbs, every opportunity with the ones, there's nothing left for Colt. Yeah. Keytrail Clark tweeted out after practice, just giving props to the uh, to the Vikings receiving core. And it's it's a pretty sick court. I mean, it's it's Justin Jefferson. It's Addison, right? KJ Osborne's one of the best uh, third receivers in the game. Once they get up to full strength, obviously add TJ Hawkinson on there. They were they're having a pretty easy time in their one on ones with the Arizona Cardinals cornerbacks. Um, but you from what all the reports said was the Cardinals had a, a much better performance today, but still didn't match where the Vikings were, who I think are going to be probably the, uh, if not the contender in the NFC North uh, this season. The Cardinals want a quarterback that can emphasize the run game that can move around, that can complete short to intermediate throws. I mean, can anybody right now tell me if there's a huge difference between Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dobbs? Jacoby Brissett, who made Cleveland competitive while they waited for Deshaun Watson last year. I saw Jacoby Brissett look like ass against the Commanders a couple nights ago. Uh, I wish they would have played him all throughout the second half. I would have won money. Baltimore, you know, shit the bed against Jake Fromm. Like, Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dobbs right now are very comparable players. And that's exactly what Drew Petsing wants. They want to get to the baton, to Kyler Murray, whenever he does come back. And they said, Colt, will give you every opportunity. You can be our Jacoby Brissett. And he and he he fumbled the opportunity. He failed, and and now they're having to make adjustments on the fly. Yeah, uh, Hunshot first. I'm going to pay Colt McCoy to cameo. Shout out to Bo and Johnny. Listen, make sure he emphasizes the shout out to Johnny. Just give us a super chat instead. <laughs> I'll pretend to be Colt McCoy. Don't do that to our our guy Colt McCoy because again we joke. Can we, yeah, can we clean some things up? I mean, or I, I don't think we have to clean up. I think it gets lost obviously in in the competition or the poor play, like. We, there's a lot of respect for Colt McCoy and what he's done for this organization, but father time remains undefeated. Right. And you know, my case for Colt McCoy was, I thought that and also more in line with what the organization believed was that they were going to err on the side of experience mm. and not throwing Clayton tune out there too early. That okay. was my entire case. There wasn't me saying Colt McCoy is the truth. This yeah, is the that was you. <laughs> right. That was you. And it was never you saying, hey, Clayton Toon's ready for prime time either. No. I I was of the mindset like anything's better than number 12 right now. And then I I admitted this week like this is less about Clayton Toon and more like what are we doing here, guys? I was like we're begging on the podcast yesterday, make a move, do something. But we thought I was wrong. I didn't see this trade coming. That like they, they were down too far. Yeah. But uh, we got to thank our guy, your guy, DTR. Making Joshua it Dobbs is weird available. How that happened. Your boy DTR. All my guys are doing well this offseason. You had a phenomenal day. You need to go buy a lottery ticket today. Well, listen, it's I'm, it's not luck though. That insinuates it's luck. <laughs> this is hard work in the grind. Thank you very much. Uh, this nine dollar ninety nine cent super chat. Thank you so much. I want to get to this one, uh, Damon. I think it's from Sumix in the chat. Love the show. Hope Rondell finds a solid place in the offense. As a lifelong Purdue fan, I would say you know Rondell. I, you know, I give him grief on this show because he can't stay healthy. Just keep doing what you're doing, young man. And mm-hmm. and you, you'll either succeed with this franchise or somewhere else. He's got a skill set that, that people value. We just I just think Greg Dorch right now is is a better fit for what this team wants to do. But there's no reason why they can't have both on the roster and, yeah. and utilize both. So and I really like the play call by Drew Petzing last week against Kansas City of the end around quick um quick dive play to Rondell Moore. I thought yeah, that was great. That was the best run play he's been a part of in his career. And he ran a lot under and Cliff Kingsbury. This team needs juice offensively. He's got juice and, and game breaking ability. So I 
I'm with you, Sumix, and it's good to, good to see him healthy. Absolutely. Uh, probably bad news for your former Boilermaker, David Blau, and his chances of making this team. Uh, Dobbs, 58%, 400 yards and two starts, two touchdowns, two picks. When you think of that Tennessee offense and the, where they lacked on, in the wide receiver core, I think he's got a better array of wide receivers here in Phoenix, no doubt about it. Uh, I want to get to a couple more of these super chats. You guys have been fantastic today. If you haven't already, please hit that like button. Yeah, let's subscribe. get to 100 by, I mean, we need four. It's simple. Four, four more, at least. Hit that uh, subscribe button here. Uh, it's been a banner day for PHNX Cardinals. Thanks to all of you. Free matter for the blind, $5. Cards fans, anyone who tells you Wink is going to make Isaiah a great linebacker, just say two words to them, Patrick Queen. <laughs> That's what I, I think the Giants, nobody for the Giants is going to come out and say, like, we traded for this. Nobody associated with the Giants. Their fan base is a different story. Nobody on their coaching staff or in their front office is going to say we traded for this stud player. They're going to say, hey, we're going to take a shot on Isaiah. We think he can help us. Yeah, that's I mean, their, their franchise has got their act together now. They're, they're buttoned up. Uh, but I mean, Isaiah Simmons is he was traded for a seventh round pick. There's no guarantees for anybody with that price tag. Uh, Bees, thank you so much. Five dollar super chat reminder. Cardinals, we have top picking claims. Monty is a waiver wire machine. Plenty of quality RBs, defensive linemen available in the cuts. Uh, trust chat. I think, especially now, bees. Like I was incorrect. Like I didn't think they'd make a bunch of trades. I thought maybe they trade one or two players, but I definitely thought they cut players and claim players. And and now you're seeing that come to fruition. So again, like you want to speculate as to some of the players they could cut ahead of the 53 man roster. We talked about Rashad Lawrence. I mean, is there anybody else that was a kind draft pick? or somebody that was part of the prior regime, like Zeke Turner, like you feel like they just signed a linebacker, like yeah. could he be gone? Anybody who's like a middle to fringe player on this roster, that I'd be hold my breath every time they worked out a player. Yeah. No, I mm, I mean, we, we mentioned Lawrence. I think Foe too. What about Lakita Smith or Marquise Hayes? Uh, I mean, Hayes, he's he had, had a tough preseason. Uh, he did better Saturday Lucidus, against I think Kansas. it's a numbers game that I don't think works in his favor. So I think that they they were already up against it. Two late round draft picks. And I think Monty's probably going to go with the guys he brought in. Right. Like, and we think about the, the Josh Jones thing, right? Like Josh Jones was, he could play tackle, right? But he was he was beat out, felt like, by Beecham. And they obviously, Jones could get you value in return, right? Mm -hmm. So he became an asset. And then Dennis Daly, you don't want him to play tackle, but he has the ability to. So he's probably going to find himself on this roster, right? So you start to see that, like, John Gaines is going to be on this roster. Like, it's it's going to be e either or Lacidus or Marquise, both could find themselves looking for work by the end of this camp. Like it's very possible. Cards universe Turner is a really good special teams player. If anything saves got them, a lot of those though, I it, mean, it's that, but yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if Gardeck has a role in the pass rush, I have to, I mean, is there any team that deploys a pass rusher that also plays significant snaps on teams? In the I think I, I mean, I'm of the mindset Gardeck, who's had a nice preseason, is only playing right now because the other pass rushers aren't. You healthy. think the, the, like once Ojolari gets up to speed, yes. once Cameron like, Thomas, who's what we are we had a decent practice today. I what think are we talking about? Yeah, okay. like, but they didn't cut Gardeck yet. And so I think they like him. Right. And we know, you know, Brayton Golden, one of our new co-hosts on the show, likes him. Yeah. So I he's the opposite of Simmons in the locker room. 
So if they oh, want to, yeah. if they want to pay him five million dollars this year to be on the team, I have no, I have no issue with that as long as it doesn't come at, at the expense of these young pass rushers when Gardeck's not performing. Yeah. You have to perform, and that's the biggest thing. Colt McCoy is not performing. Isaiah Simmons is not performing. Gardeck had a sack in the pr- first preseason game. Now he did leave because of injury. Is he practicing this? He week? hasn't practiced yet, but he's been around the team. He's been in his uniform. Um, I, th- I think he's close. I don't think it's anything significant. Uh, Let's check out some of these super chats as well because I want to get to this sweet, sweet draft picks. Yeah, Dana Robinson saying, living for the draft. How many picks can we get? Let's look at what they have right now. Producer Damon, can you show us the hall of picks, Woo! including all the deals done today? Damon, by the way, man, you th- this was a full-time job keeping up with this today. Well done. 2024 draft picks. It was a roller coaster. That's right. They got their own first rounder. They've got Houston's first rounder. Both project to be... Top five picks. Second round of the Cardinals have their own. They have their own third round pick. Then they have the Texans, and then they have the Titans that they got in the Will Levis trade. Congrats on Will Levis getting the deal with uh, may- mayonnaise. Fourth round pick, their own. They project to get at least a fourth rounder from Zach Allen. Then you got your own fifth rounder. You got rid of the Philly fifth rounder, but you still have Houston's fifth that you got today in the Josh Jones deal. Then you got a seventh that you got for that sweet, sweet Isaiah Simmons deal. And then seventh rounder via Cleveland that came over from Josh Dobbs. Look at that. So what's that? Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12 picks. 12 picks with an opportunity for more. Now the fourth round comp pick is all but secured for Zach Allen's the highest fourth round comp pick this team can get um, first in line. So that's not going to go down. Uh, if anything, it may go up, but I doubt it. Those, I mean, we talked about it on this week's program, Bo. those, you know, those first six picks are going to be presumably top 75 picks. Mm-hmm. And then that bottom half, sure, they could make all these picks or they could move up and and secure a player that they that they have to have which i'm all for yeah now johnny you can answer nick's question no byron murray comp pick now that, that no he he signed for roughly seven million dollars and then th- they went out and signed a couple guys like a kazir white like it uh yelled a fraud hold kind of canceled that out now i like vikings may extend him or they could be the benefactor of him signing elsewhere for a big money contract but i mean the unfortunately the league told you what they thought of byron murphy nice player not worth a big money contract where Zach Allen got a, a premium contract from the Broncos. The Cardinals did not sign anybody even close to a contract like that this offseason. So they're going to get uh, the, the first fourth rounder comp pick. There's, I think right now at overthecap.com, we do great work. There's like four or five fourth round comp picks that have been dished out or projected to dish out. Their, their accuracy is like 99.9%. Cardinals have the first fourth round comp pick. It's too bad it wasn't a third, but I mean, they have three thirds of their own already. Um, Interesting, interesting dynamic, but I can't see anybody else on this roster. They could deal for picks at this time. We talked about it. They had a surplus of tackles. We had projected that either Beecham or Josh Jones. I did not think they'd have the stones to trade Isaiah Simmons, though. Mm-hmm. But it happened today. Monty Osfort continues to show that he's got big ones, right? When's uh, 53, Michael Evans asked. It's going to be Tuesday, next Tuesday. Dylan asking Garrett Williams, is he going to start on the uh, NFI? That's what he's currently on, the non-football injury list, because he, surf- he sustained the injury in college as he continues to make his way back. i, I got to imagine he's close, and it's going to be real close to the deadline come next Tuesday. Um, but, uh, yeah, Benjamin, sheesh, this team will sure be looking completely different in the next one to two years. No doubt about it. I mean, from top to bottom, uh, it, they were really building towards uh, consistent success. And it, that's not something that this 
organization is is used to. Uh, what we're used to is consistent success in all of the events that we have here at PHNX. Right. We even have a new event that's going to be going down in October when the Arizona Cardinals hit the road to Seattle. They're taking on the oh. Seahawks. Don't miss out on the PHNX road trip going on. The game is October 22nd. Our road trip's going to go down in Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, October 21st to 23rd. Head to gophnx.com. You get more tickets, more information. You don't want to miss out on this road trip. It's going to be unbelievable and of course you get uh, access to this uh, unlike anybody else just by becoming a diehard and there's more reasons to become a diehard there's uh you of course you get you can pick out your favorite shirt get it for free including that greg dorch t-shirt favorite merch we got all that going on plus all the events that we have early access to everything that we're doing here at phnx just uh sign up to become a diehard today phnx.com gophnx.com and of course phnx locker you get your hands for free on this greg dorch t-shirt greg dorch lighting up as he always did does in minnesota today uh, against the Vikings. I want to ask everybody right now, we appreciate all of you here, the super chats, the likes, the subscribes. Bust out your smartphone, your mobile device. Go to PHNX Cardinals, wherever you get your podcast. Follow, subscribe, turn on your automatic down- downloads. Bo and I drop a podcast seemingly every day, and we also are known to do an audio-only podcast And that has exclusive information, content, news that you can't find anywhere else. So, again, would be much appreciated. Go to your mobile phone and get the audio-only version of the podcast as well. It helps us immeasurably to get better guests for you, to get more resources, to be able to continue to give you your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast that you can't find anywhere else. Hopefully today was a banner day. I think it was. For this program, for this show, for this fan base, everybody in the chat, you guys have been fantastic. Bo and I will continue to do our best to bring you the most accurate insight as it relates to this franchise while holding them accountable because that's important. We love Austin Ford. We love JG. We said yesterday, not good enough as it relates to this quarterback room. And what happened? They made a move today, something that we signaled back in March came to fruition, Bo Brock. Absolutely did. We are going to drop soon after we go off the air. Our grades for the trio of trades that went down today. Look for that short, like it. And of course, when we do drop new content, you want to be set up for alerts. So hit that little alerts button. Of course, you better be subscribed to PHNX Sports on YouTube and of course on social across the board, Twitter, Instagram. For Nostradamus, Johnny Venerable. Make sure you're following him for all the Cardinals news before it breaks at Johnny Venerable. And of course, follow me at Bo Brock and our guy, Damon Dog. What's Damon your, Dog. Damon Dog. What's the Twitter handle? At Damon Dog. At Damon Dog. D A W G. D A double G. Oh my we God. Got, I love we it so much. We got a dog in here. We do. It's Damon Dog. You can join and become one of Damon's dogs every day here on PHNX Cardinals. Guys, have a great rest of your Thursday. We got a brand new episode, barring a fourth trade today. We'll be uh, back. Between if so. That, yeah, if, if so, emergency pod time again uh, tomorrow, 4.30 on Friday. See you guys.